0: Well, this past Sunday, we began a brand new series called We Care. Turn to your neighbor and say, we care. we care. Our vision statement at the Grace Place is caring people, caring for people. We endeavor to fulfill our vision by providing care for all of our people and by partnering with caring ministries around the world. Well, last Sunday, we talked about caring for those inside our house. Today, we're going to talk about caring for those Outside our house. I want to call your attention today to three things that relate to our subject. I want to begin by saying this, and that is caring begins with an understanding. Caring begins with an understanding. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse number 9, King Solomon says to God, Give me an understanding heart. Wow. What a request. What would happen if we asked God for this? That instead of a critical heart, instead of a judgmental heart, instead of a biased heart, what if God gave us an understanding heart? Talking about caring for those outside of our house today. And for these people, caring begins with an understanding. Three things that I think that we need to understand. The first one is this, and that is those outside our house are lost. Those that are outside the house of God, those that are outside our house are lost. I ask you this morning, have we been saved so long that we have forgotten what it's like to be lost? Are we so consumed with our personal preferences inside the church that we have totally forgotten that those outside the church are lost? Have we forgotten about the consequences that that these people will experience if we do not reach them? While we are fussing about sound and lights and our favorite songs not being sung, people are going to hell. Jesus said in John 4:35, he said, "Don't say there's four months and then there's a harvest. No. Jesus said, "Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already for harvest." I don't know, perhaps the saddest scripture in all of the Bible is found in Jeremiah, chapter eight and verse number 20, it says, "The harvest is past. The summer is ended." And we are not saved. Caring begins with an understanding. We must understand that not only are those outside our house lost, but those outside our house are looking. They're looking, the psalmist said in Psalm 142 and verse 4, he said, I look for someone to come and help me. He said, but no one gives me a passing thought. He says, no one will come and help me. He said, no one cares for my soul. I don't know, I think that most Christians are intimidated by sinners. Most Christians don't share their faith faith. Partially because they don't think that the sinner is interested or would want their Jesus. But I ask you this morning, why would they not? Why would they not? See, people who are doing drugs, people that are abusing alcohol, people who are in, into illicit sexual behavior or addicted to pleasure, all of these are looking They're looking for something. They're looking for anything that will bring them purpose, anything that will bring satisfaction, anything that will fill the emptiness and fill the void that's on the inside. You see, everybody is born with a God-shaped hole in their heart that only God can fill. And without him, that hole remains empty. Caring for those outside of our house begins with an understanding. We must understand that they are lost. We must understand that they are looking. And number three, we must understand that those outside our house are lacking. They're lacking. I've met too many Christians who acted like it was was such a chore. It was such a job. It was such a sacrifice to serve God. If they had to give up so, so much good stuff to serve God that, that, that they were somehow missing out on something. They seem to look at the sinner with the eyes of envy and eyes of jealousy, but, but the truth is, the truth is, it's a sinner who has to sacrifice. It's the sinner who is doing without. It's the sinner who is lacking. They lack peace. They lack True joy, they lack hope, they lack true purpose. On the other hand, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 34 and 10, he wrote and he said, those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Say, any good thing. Any good thing. Yeah, those that seek the Lord, the psalmist said, they will not lack any good Yes, every single good thing in life is available to the people of God. Now, I didn't say every per- person of God possesses every good thing in life. I said that it is available to them. So I encourage you this morning, if this is you that I'm talking to this morning, stop envying the sinner. Stop lusting after the things of this world. Because those outside our house are lacking. And only those inside have access to every good Talking about caring for those outside our house today Caring begins with an understanding Let me suggest something else And that is caring builds As we begin to focus on others I want us to read a scripture this morning The book of Acts chapter number 3 If they'll throw that up on the screen this morning Acts chapter 3 And verses 1 through 10, it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. And he would ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So they gave him his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, "'Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk.'" And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength." So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Let me uh, point out three things from this scripture this morning. First, first I want to suggest this, and that is that an outward focus helps us see what we haven't seen before. When we develop an outward focus, we will see what we have never seen before. Notice what verse number two says. It says that a certain man who was lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily. Say daily whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple. See, see, according to this, to, to this story, every single day this lame man was brought to the temple and brought to the temple gate, and every single day this lame man lay there. And every single day Peter and John went to the temple to pray at the hour of prayer. I can't get all, um, very many people here every Sunday, and they used to go every single day. I wonder how many times had Peter and John walked by this lame man with not even noticing him. He was there day after day after day. Every day he was brought. The Bible said they brought him daily. Peter and John were men of God. They went to the temple to pray. Daily they went by. Surely they walked by him. How many times had they walked by him and had not noticed that he was even there? But I say, what about us? What about us? Who who has God placed in our lives that we have ignored or failed to see? It's impossible to care when you are inward focused. But caring builds as you begin to focus on others. And outward focus helps us see what we have never seen before. Second thing I want to point out to you, in that is this, an outward focus helps us feel what we have never felt before. When we become outward focused, we begin to feel what we have never felt before. Verse 4, Peter said to the lame man, look at us. But I ask, why now? Why all of a sudden, why all of a sudden is Peter saying, look at us? Something had changed Something had changed. Peter and John suddenly had a greater compassion for this man. They suddenly felt what they had never felt before. I don't know. I'm just reading between the lines. But perhaps at other times, Peter and John had gone to the temple to get something for themselves. Perhaps their focus had been inward. But on this day and on this particular time, something was different. Oh, I wonder, oh, I wonder what would happen if we not only came to church to get something, and hey, there's nothing wrong with coming to the church to get something, but I wonder what would happen if not only did we come to church in order to get something, but what would happen, oh, if we also came to church to give something. I ask you this morning, have you looked around you, even on this in this room and in this building, have you looked around you? Maybe somebody needs what you have to give. What would happen if when we left church with something that we got, what would happen when we leave church with the with the idea of giving what we got to someone outside the church? Yes, we come to receive something. We come to get something. But when we leave the house of God, we look for a way and we look for a person. and We look for somehow that we can give away what we have received. Carrying bills as we began to focus on others. But not only will an outward focus help us see what we have never seen before and feel what we have never felt before. But also, I believe that an outward focus will help us do what we have never done before. Day after day after day, Peter and John must have walked by this lame man. And day after day after day, perhaps this lame man was disappointed in them. Perhaps he knew these were men of God. These were men of faith. But day after day after day, he walked. they walked by without even as much as making eye contact with him. But not this day. No, no, this day, Peter and John focused on the need of this man. And before this day was through, this man, this lame man, this man that was totally dependent upon family and friends for his every every need, this man was healed. Peter said to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. But notice Peter didn't just speak this to him. But then the Bible says that Peter reached down to him and helped him up. Oh, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaped to his feet. And he began to walk and he began to leap and he began to praise God. Let me ask you this this morning. Are you helping anyone up? Are you helping anyone up? There there are people all around you that are down. There are people all around you that are desperate. I ask you this morning, are, are you helping anyone up? You see, an outward focus helps us do what we have never done before. Our church is doing today what it has never done in its history the fingerprints of this church are literally all over the world. This church has never been healthier. Why? 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 When, you focus, when your focus is outward, the inward is affected also. My prayer, my prayer is this church never loses its outward focus. Because an outward focus will help you do what you have never done before You've heard me say it before and I will say it again. I want you to remember it when I'm long gone. And that is the greatest insurance policy that this church can buy. For the success of this church is to continue to be outward focused. And to continue to reach around the world. And continue to join hands with ministries that are ministering and meeting the need of people literally across this planet. Well, we're talking about caring for those outside Our house today, caring begins with an understanding and it builds as we begin to focus on others. And the third thing that I want to say today in that is this, that is caring should become a way of life. It should become a way of life. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 says, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power and then, say then, and then it says Jesus went around doing good. Here's what I know this morning. Holy Spirit anointing and Holy Spirit power should not just be reserved for church, for church. It should be used for caring. Just as Jesus went about doing good as his followers, so should we. You see, caring is more than a slogan. Caring is more than a slogan. If caring people, caring for people is only a slogan, then it is worthless. It's meaningless. It's powerless. But I know that it's more than a slogan because I've witnessed the incredible care that comes from people in this house. It has been my heart's desire for the last many many years here, at least the last ten years, to create an atmosphere of caring. And as I look around, and as I hear it reports, just yesterday, as I was at a rehab seeing Slim, and there was some people there, and they said about one of our members, they said yesterday, yesterday, this person, not the patient, but this person that was there to visit this patient, said yesterday I got a call from one of your members that told me that God had laid me upon their heart and that, and, and that they spent about 30 minutes on the phone with me encouraging me and, and ministering to me and caring for me it's working it's working I'm looking right now at a, a lady right now who's hurting but oh oh the people that have come around her and cared for her and nurtured her and ministered to her and it's there for her caring friend caring is more than a slogan Jesus said about some people in Matthew 15 and 8, he said, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Here's what I know, and that is people who genuinely have a heart for Jesus will have a heart for caring. True caring is more than a slogan. Second thing I want to say here, and that is caring is manifesting the love of Jesus. Jesus. When we care, we are manifesting the love of Jesus. In 1 John chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. The Bible says, "Whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him?" My little children, let us not love just in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this, it says in verse 19, and by this, we know that we are of the truth. Yeah, people who genuinely have a heart for Jesus will be heart have a heart for caring. It's Caring is manifesting the love of Jesus. See, see, you simply cannot have Jesus in your heart without the evidence manifesting through your hands. Caring should become a way of life. Everywhere we go and in everything we say and in everything we do, the love of Jesus should be manifesting itself through us. See, I just don't understand. I just don't understand mean-spirited, judgmental, sour disposition, people who, who claim to be Christians. Because the word "Christian" literally means "Christ, like. And what was Christ like? He was loving and he was kind and he was compassionate. Compassionate, he was full of mercy. He was tenderhearted and he was humble. But not only is caring more than a slogan, not only is caring manifesting the love of Jesus, but, but hear me this morning, caring is ministry at its finest. James said in chapter 1 and verse 27, he said, pure religion or genuine Christianity in the sight of God, James said, means caring for orphans and widows in their distress. What was James saying? James was saying that caring is ministry at its finest. Here's what I know, and that is some of God's greatest ministers are not preachers. Some of the greatest ministers are not preachers. They're not pastors, they're not evangelists, they're not missionaries. Some of of God's greatest ministers are not preachers. You don't have to preach to minister. True ministry is serving true ministry is caring. You don't have to hold a staff position in order to minister. You don't have to have some official capacity or position in the church in order to minister. All you have to do is care. Oh, I wish I could preach like pastor. Oh, I wish I could sing like clay. Oh, I wish I could this or that or something else or some other preacher or platform minister. But I ask you this morning, can you care? Do you have a heart for people? Are you there when people are hurting? Are you willing to give up your time? Are you willing to be there for them? I'm telling you, the greatest ministry is not what takes place on the platform. The greatest ministry is what is imparted and deposited into the lives of hurting people. Caring is ministry at its finest. Takeaway today is this, that is the church that is inward focused is out of focus. If we're inward focused, if it's all about the sound and the lights and the cool factor, or it's all about the fact that we don't like any of those things, if we're inward focused, we are out of focus. That's right. At the Grace Place, we care for those outside our church, outside our house. See, see at the Grace Place, it bothers us. It, it bothers us that half of the world has still not heard the name Jesus Christ even one time. That bothers us. The grace place. It bothers us that over half of the world tonight will go to bed with an empty stomach. Bothers us. Bothers us. Bothers us that billions with a B of people are sick and will die prematurely because they do not have fresh water to drink they are drinking sour contaminated filthy water it bothers us and it bothers us that pastors in a host of countries pasture their churches without a bible or without a commentary In their own native language. And some horrendous teachings are being taught in the name of Christianity around the world because they don't know any better. Bothers us. Bothers us. And can I get personal with you this morning? It bothers me. When people say to me, You're sending money all, you're sending all this money overseas when we have needs at home. Bothers me. Bothers me. First of all, we do invest thousands, no, tens of thousands of dollars on home missions. Second, what we in America call needs, the rest of the world calls luxuries. The poorest person in this room today is wealthy compared to the other two-thirds of the world. And every American has opportunities that two-thirds of the world Does not have. It's not apples for apples. It's not either or or. It's both foreign and whole missions. And we have a heart for both. Because a church that is inward focused. Is out of focus. Our true character is exposed. By what we truly care About. And the fact is, the average American today spends more money on dog food. The average American today spends more money on coffee than they do on reaching a lost world. If we're inward focused, we're out of focus. Amen. At the Grace Place, we care. We genuinely care. We care for those that are inside our house and we do everything that we can. Take care of our people. We care for those inside our house. But we also care for those outside our house that are lost that are looking that are lacking. Father, I just pray that you'll take this word this morning that has been shared today. God, I thank you that you've helped us today. Lord, it's not a 100% and we're not batting a thousand, but I believe that we've I believe that we've succeeded. I I truly believe that we have built an atmosphere, created an atmosphere of caring Thank you for those that you brought alongside. Thank you for those, Lord. It it is your heart. It got into my heart. And now it has got into the heart of the people. And I thank you and I praise you today. May we continue to care. Never, ever lose our heart to care for people.